Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. I'm Dan and I'm here joined by Pujix live from Canada. Hey there, my man. How's it going? Everything's awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great. And of course, we have Kenny back. Kenny, buddy, how are you, my man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. It's a pleasure to have you both on board because today we're talking about something new, which is called certainly trying to actually look for novelties, novelty seeking, and trying new things, all of that sort. So first, let's start with Pujix. Pujix, tell me honestly, are you into, let's say, novelty seeking? Do you like to try new things all the time or you tend to be more conservative? No, I do like new things. I, I just get bored very easily, so I do have to have new things in my life. That's a, sort of a necessity, but then... Uh, novelty seeker, let's be honest, if you get bored so quickly. Yeah. That's right. And are you like yeah, that's perfectly... Uh, in that, everything that's... or in certain things? No, of course, in some things, probably more than others, but overall, I think I could classify myself as a novelty seeker for sure. Interesting. And let's move on to Kenny. Kenny, are you also a novelty seeker? Uh, for sure. Um, I try to try new things in, in, in most of the, uh, on my day-to-day uh, uh, things that I do. For example, food is one example where uh, I get to try different cuisines and being in a city like Toronto is so different and it's, it's just a beauty to, you know, just try different things out there and that just, you know, the boredom is taken out and you're more looking forward and excited to try new things. Interesting. So you both, you both mentioned that you like to try new things and with you, Kenny, you said you like to try new, new foods. But right now, let us talk about this whole issue of getting bored too quickly. So, Pujix, you said, I get bored quickly. What does it even mean exactly? Why do you get bored so quickly? Well, that's a good question. I I don't probably have a very good answer for it. But then uh, what, is, what it means is that after a certain point, for example, a repetitive activity with absolutely nothing added to it, it uh, I'll just uh, lose interest somehow. Unless unless uh, I have you know a specific goal for that task that I have to choose. So, for example, it's my job or something. That's obviously a different story. It's, it can still get boring, but that's uh, you'll still do it nevertheless. But then... Um, what the reason for that is, I don't know, perhaps because I'm looking for something, I'm always striving for more. And after a certain point that I got the whole of the task, I understood it completely. Uh, it just becomes redundant. And I feel like not that it's not necessary anymore, but then how can we spice it up a little bit? Interesting. Maybe. Kenny, you like to try different foods, but is that the only thing you like to try or are there are other things as well? And more importantly, why do you do so? I think it really comes down to the values um, that you follow in your life. And um, if you if you if you think about a successful person, if they achieved um, that level in their life, they don't they don't just stop there. They have to keep trying. They have to keep they have to keep uh, trying different things. In the sense that if you get too comfortable, then that is not going to help you anymore. And I think having that mindset where you're always striving to change things, and this is where the creativity comes in. That's right. Where, where, where you're always trying to, you know, find novel ways of doing the same thing. Um, and that again comes from the more time you spend with uh, a certain issue or a certain problem that you're having. You, your mind is going to find creative ways to solve that problem. Interesting. You see, guys, I am both for and against novel seeking. And let me explain to you why. You see, uh, I am for novel seeking because I really believe that we have to leave the comfort zone, as uh, Kenny mentioned here, because ultimately, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, perhaps you're not exploring all your other options, and you probably are within a very tight comfort zone. On the other hand, I'm a 
huge fan of acquiring mastery. And as we all know, mastery requires lots and lots of repetition for a very long time. In many other areas of life, things could get quite repetitive, and if you want to get good results, you got to repeat those things. This is true in finance. I mean, you cannot, uh, from my perspective, that's what I've realized over the years, there are some entrepreneurs who like to try new things all the time, uh, and uh, they tend to get good results, but generally, the majority of success in the field of business and entrepreneurship usually come from those who tend to have that hustle mindset, who tend to have that marathon mindset of trying things again and again and again and again. So, Right now, let's try to go for arguments for both sides. That is the pros and cons of being a novelty seeker and wanting to try new things all the time. So let's start first with all the pros because I really love uh, myself to try new things. So Pujix, what's the good? What are some of the good things that you can think about uh, re regarding the concept of novelty seeking and trying new things? What are the advantages of somebody who gets bored all the time and constantly tries new things? What's good about that kind of lifestyle and approach towards living? Well, um, in a very general sense, you get to, you know, when you're, for example, if you, if that person is your friend and you're hanging out with a guy, uh, or gal, it can be very entertaining. So like, think about it. A lot of like the comedians or a lot of those kind of people are very novel, original people. They always come up with something new and for, for the sake of funny stuff, you, if something gets repetitive, it's not funny anymore. It's at a certain point. Uh, so, so yeah, there are a lot of benefits in specific fields, but in general, I think um, the fact that you can explore other options, the, the can you can uh, come up with new ways to do stuff, uh, it helps not just you know uh, having different options, but then also coming up with better better ways of doing those things. Uh, so those are the general you know in, in a general in, in a general sense in every field you can basically progress with novelty. You just uh, it, sometimes it fails, you do something new and it fails, but sometimes it doesn't, and you get a good results and good good product. Interesting. It's all about progress. Kenny, why is it so good to constantly try new things? Why are you for novelty seeking? I think it, it, it generates a better mindset. For example, if, um, say, you take a train to work, but that is not working a certain day, and you might just think, okay, you know, I don't have any other options, but if you can bike instead, then you're trying a new thing. Um, the idea here is you're trying different things, not because, not because they're new things, but you're actually motivated to try different things. And, and in seeking these new things, you're also interested and motivated to learn different things. Because the, uh, the fact, the fact of the matter is, until and unless you don't try anything, you won't even know how you like those things. Interesting. Because and, you try it. Continue. Right. And it's, it's really simple. The more you try, the it's, like I, the more mistakes you're gonna make, but you're also gonna learn from those. Um, but again, like trying new things, uh, come down to so many different things you can do in your life. You can try new experiences. You can try new ways of doing a certain thing. So it really comes down to that mindset, uh, in my opinion. Very well. So I appreciate that mindset, and I do believe that if you want to expand your horizon and your comfort zone, you need to constantly try new things. However, let's now start off with the other side of the aisle, which is an argument against uh, this whole novel-seeking thing. Because let's be honest, guys, if you want to be a master, I mean, just right now imagine somebody goes to the medical school and after six or seven years says, you know what? 
I've tried this thing for seven years, dude. I'm tired. And he will just give up and try a new career. And then he goes to another career and says, you know what? I want to, I'm kind of tired of being in real estate. Let's try something else. So from that perspective, also, if you're always getting bored and you cannot get anything done, then the whole cycle of mastery is interrupted and you can never reach mastery in any field because you get bored. I mean, my personal experience in anything, I mean, think of like, think of a foreign language. Like you start learning a specific language and everyone goes, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this tongue. Let's move on to another one, right? So let's now talk about how novelty seeking can affect the acquisition of mastery in any field. Because let's be honest, if you're always trying new things, then you are not repeating things enough to acquire mastery. So Pujix, what do you think about this argument? Yeah, of course, uh, that's a good good point. I mean, it has nothing. I don't think it necessarily has something to do with novelty. That's just you know an excuse you will have to basically but, uh, drop it to task that you're like follow it mastery that you're following or something like that. But then that definitely poses a very massive danger. I think uh, we we both me and you, uh, Dan, we both know somebody that actually did that the, the switching fields. I, I think you know. I'm not going to name names, but I think you know who I'm talking about. I'm Pretty sure um, I know who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> you're right. Sure we both so, know how that person ended up, right? I mean, like exactly, was, right? So, okay. so, so, so it's not, um, and, and it doesn't like that person in particular that we were talking about is not even happy about it, which will understandably because I mean, it's not necessarily his fault. Maybe he's confused or whatever. I don't want to get into that. But then I agree with the notion that you have to have some sort of dedication to um, master field that you want to basically participate in. Um, the definition of mastery, depending on what you want to do with that field, might differ, uh, differ a little bit. Uh, it's not it's not necessarily mastering everything, but doing it long enough for you to achieve something with that. Uh, and sometimes, obviously, it's not a profession. It's a you know something like a hobby or something. But even that, for example, if you're playing video games, we're going to talk about games, I guess, later. But then, if you're playing video games, you have to play a certain amount of time to get good at it, right? Um, so yeah, obviously, there are dangers uh, with this particular notion, but I, I don't think it's necessarily this guy's like novelty's fault, but rather how we treat it or use it as an excuse. Interesting. Good point. Kenny, how could constant novelty seeking hinder our progress towards attaining mastery? I think the answer there would be more deeper in terms of uh, it can be subtle if you think about it in a certain way. Um, for example, uh, I'll give you uh, a quick example of, I was listening to a podcast yesterday from Robin Sherman, one of my mentors, and he talks about, it's, it's not just, it's not just about mindset, but there's three other factors that play a key role in what you do in your life. There's mindset, there's, there's heart set, and then there's health set, and then the final one is the soul set. Wow. Which one is this? And, Can you explain those four? So, um, mindset is, is talked about in the media a lot. Uh, there's a lot of books that are sold with, uh, a positive mindset and what you can do to ach- try new things, achieve better results. You know, like it's playing on that consumer factor, right? That's right. Um, with the heart set, what Robin says is that it's, it's more about the feelings, um, that come in the picture, you know, like what, how do you feel emotionally? And, and he, and he explains how important that is in your life to be emotionally satisfied, how important it is in your life to be emotionally happy in what you're doing. If I, if I constantly try, if I constantly keep trying new things thinking, oh, you know, it's going to make me feel better, then that's the issue here is not trying new things. The issue there is not, is that you're not happy and you're seeking ways to be happy. Exactly. And, that's right. And, okay. and, 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 
and the the issue there is inwards, not outwards. And and most often than not, we would try to find new things, you know, like go do something to feel better. At the end of the day, you just come back to square one. Um, and and then with health set, he's talking about how you have to take care of your health, you know, like do things that would accelerate your body. The idea there is that don't die. If you want to have more better life, you want to have more better results. You, obviously, you don't want to die. So true. Good yeah. point in that regard. And you mentioned something about like, uh, you know, uh, pathological novelty seeking. I really believe that people who are pathologically into trying new things, that is, they're always trying new things and they never stick with anything. Ultimately, they're actually running from themselves. Hey. From There's an emotional problem underneath that is causing that person to not be happy and well in his mm -hmm. or her own skin. So that ultimately propels him or her forward to constantly try new things, which is why I am strictly against pathological novelty seeking. And of course, people who are like this, by the way, they have high rates of alcoholism, drug addiction, and various other problems, which is why I really believe that we have to control our desire for novelty seeking and make sure that it is at a healthy level, not at a pathological level. It is a great point, and thanks for pointing out this story. So speaking of managing the whole things, I mean, all, I'm all for uh, basically trying new things and whatnot. So first, you, Pujiks. What are some of the things that we should do in order to not just, uh, you know, be a novelty seeker and try new things all the time, but also be able to pursue something meaningful uh, and stick with it, even if it gets boring at times? Because my experience with the pursuit of master in any field that I've ever tried to master is that it cannot possibly always be fun and enjoyable. Inevitably, there will be sometimes some moments where you just get tired. We're just like... Dude, I just don't want to do my Mandarin flashcards. I hate Chinese characters. You see, there will be those moments. You, you cannot escape those moments. But the point is this, from your perspective, what can we do in those moments where we, we're bored of trying something and we just want to try something new, but we know we have to stick with it? What is your advice in that situation? Yeah, in uh, in particular task, I would say you have to look at the bigger picture. Of course, it's tedious sometimes to do like look at flashcards or whatever, but then what you you basically go back to ask yourself, be mindful first of all to understand that this is just a uh, temporary setback and you're gonna come through. But then uh, noticing that, then ask yourself, why am I even learning, for example, Mandarin or whatever I'm learning? Uh, then then you probably have a good answer for it. If, if not, then maybe you should stop doing it. But if you have a good answer for it, and you, if there was a uh, solid reason that you started this uh, endeavor, then you remind yourself of that and be like, okay, this is a big picture. I'm doing this for that purpose. And um, and yeah, it, it becomes tedious at times, but then I have to uh, go through it to get to the goal that I have in mind. So looking at the goal behind the task at the time that sometimes is tedious, uh, definitely at least helps me to uh, uh, look past the pain and uh, and the, the boring states of that tedious task for sure. Interesting, Kenny. What do you recommend our listeners to do when they know they should do something but they are bored of it and they want to try something new? I think if if you are getting bored too quickly, too soon, about a certain task, then uh, I I I really sincerely believe that you should. Uh, strongly think about why are you doing it exactly. if if you're if you're not genuinely interested in the work you do 
then you would need a lot of motivation, constant motivation, a lot of uh, self-discipline. Um, it's it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, people who we know who are, um, you know, like actually they've, uh, I'll give you a quick example. Like, for example, in Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hour rule exactly. in terms of you have to put 10,000 hours and that's just as, you know, estimate in terms of how you can be a master at something. Um, and that's just the beginning, right? 10,000 hours is just the beginning, but you, uh, somebody at that level would keep on putting more hours because they're genuine, because they're genuinely interested in, in the work that they're doing. For example, when Bill Gates got into coding, uh, he was exposed to it as one of the, when they got the computer machines, the mainframes, uh, in his university. And he was genuinely interested and he was so interested that he ended up, you know, sneaking out of the house, you know, like, uh, pulling all-nighters. His parents didn't even know, uh, all that. And then he ended up, you know, like building Microsoft, uh, uh the first company that ever, um, you know, uh, of what we know. That's right. And I can give you another example about, about Picasso, for example, when he uh, was, uh, it's known that he was, um, he was, uh, painting all the way until his late, you know, his, uh, late career. And and uh, we all know the famous example where the lady sees him in the cafe and asks him to, uh, or he, he, he draws something on a, a piece of napkin and he throws it away. And then the lady comes up to him and asks, okay, uh, hey, can I, can I have that? Um, I see, I see you throw it away, but, uh, can I have it from you? I am willing to pay you. And he said, yeah, of course. And he said, $1 million. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and the lady got shocked and then she's like, well, it just took you 10 minutes to draw that. And he's like, uh, yes, it took me 10 minutes, but it took me 10 years uh, of practice to, uh, to draw it in 10 minutes. Wow. You see that? That's what I enjoy. Whenever I hear stories of mastery, I just get super excited, man. But the thing is this, uh, that's what I think we should be doing. We need to find various sources of novelty and new things. But this, at the same time, we also need to stick with mastering the fields that we really find passionate, we find ourselves passionate about. So that's quite important, and I do agree in this regard. Now that we've talked about mastery, let's also talk about how we can actually satisfy our, let's call it, desire for novelty. So let's start first with you, Pujix. Who do you think is more into novelty-seeking, men or women? Oh, I, that's a good question. You put me on the spot. That's I have no exactly. idea. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I think that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think it's really uh, field dependent too, because sometimes we are very original and look for different things in one field, but we are very conservative in the other. Exactly. And like I, at least it happens for me. So just to put it simply, uh, in in terms of passion. If you, if you, uh, you know, uh, close it down to fashion itself, you know, clothes sense, and, uh, uh, dressing up or whatever, um, I think you definitely have to say women. Exactly. <laughs> because yeah, they always try different things. So, um, women so, seeking happens a lot with clothing and fashion. And any other thing right. you're famous for, by the way? Sorry? For women. We're now focused on women. You mentioned for uh -huh. women, they are famous yeah. for trying new clothes and fashion. Anything else that are famous uh, for, for women, basically, we, we find them to somehow do this again and again? Mm, not that comes to my mind. I'm going to go say yes. for trying different foods and dish uh, dishes and various right. things because I every lady that I know would love to try different dishes. I don't know why. They, they're, they're just crazy about it, basically. 
Yeah, I, lo- I, I know a lot of uh, women who actually do like to try new new cuisines as well. That's fair. Interesting. So how about guys? What do guys find uh, kind of interesting to try all the time, trying new things? Well, it's a very simple answer to that, and that would be ladies. Interesting. <laughs> so, guys, let's talk a little about this issue. Oh, my gosh, we got a problem here right now. Okay. He's going to be pretty upset because our last episode was about feminism. Oh, my goodness. So, let's talk about this. Kenny and Pujix, why is it that we men are famous to keep shopping around for new girls? What's the story? <laughs> well, um, well, there, there's a very good, you know, um, we, we, we tend to uh, blame this on, on evolution, but there's a very good evolutionary reason for it, and that's basically um, trying to, you know, uh, let the species keep going, keep moving, so then we have to uh, have children to pass on our genes, to pass mm-hmm. on our, our... And that's that's how we are, like, men are wired to uh, be able to, you know, give their seats to as many women as possible to maximize the probability. This is purely on the... Uh, uh, evolutionary side, it's not. Don't don't think. Oh, gross! Because I'm I'm just talking about evolutionary side of it. Um, and, and yeah, um, and then on the other hand, he makes everything for me easier. That's right. It's like, honey, <laughs> listen to what Putin said, man. It just it reminds me of uh, Joey. It's all evolution, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I said like we have that tendency to blame evolution, but then on the other hand, women also want to find the best fit and then uh, you know grab those best genes for their offsprings. Anyhow, so... When it comes to trying new partners, I think men in this case are, evolutionarily speaking, more likely to want to try new things than than women are. Oh, yeah. Women are want to find the one or two that are super, you know, top ace uh, of the group and then go with them. But then men are like, I, I obviously I want to find those aces, but then I, I go for the Bs and Cs if I have time. Okay, and some Bs just for fun. That's right. So, <laughs> just, just for that's right. So, Kenny, let me ask something. You're now in a monogamous relationship with your girlfriend. So you're a man. You obviously right. have certain desires when you see other women. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with that uh, desire uh, that you, simultaneously you love your girlfriend, you want to be with her, and on the other hand, you wouldn't mind trying new girls? So how do you deal with that feeling, like this conflicting desires? Right. I think even before I got into that relationship, I am so interested in different cultures. And I've dated, um, I've dated girls from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different colors. And... Different, uh, I blue? just thought. Have you tried aliens? Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Well, I should try that. Okay. I, I, not, I, didn't, I didn't find those in Toronto yet. That's just something that was, I consciously was making that decision. If I was, um, if I was attracted to somebody, maybe because I was thinking about, you know, different ethnicities, that was one reason I was getting attracted. Um, and, uh, like with my girlfriend, like she's, uh, she's from a different culture. She's from a different ethnicity as well. And it's like, I think it's at, at some point, again, like I've, I've listened to your podcast about relationships, but I guess at some point you do have to make that decision of, you know, like, are you going to like, you know, like keep it simple now or are you going to keep trying? That's right. Yeah. And right and now you want to keep it simple. I, I want to keep it simple. And I think it's, there's nothing wrong about it. It's just, it's, it's, it's a part of life where you're, you think about it, right? I, I know a lot of my friends, uh, I actually, I'm not going to 
say names, but a, a recent friend of mine, he was in a relationship and he got out to, he got out of it because he said, oh man, it was getting too boring. Interesting. Well, this and, happens to a lot of young men yeah, these days where... Exactly. They then he, he recently went to another country. Again Right. And then he recently just traveled, you know, just like a, a bunch of guys trip and all that. But uh, there's a sense of, um, you know, something missing whenever I meet him. Uh, and I, he asked me about my girlfriend. And he asked me, oh, how's it going? All that kind of stuff. But whenever he asked that, I can see a sense of something missing in him, you know. Um, and that to me just feels okay. You know, like he's trying a lot of things. But at the same time, maybe he's at that part of his life where he wants to, you know, like, stay stick to one person and you know experience a lot of things with one person mm -hmm. i feel in my opinion that if i experience a lot of things with one person then i in in my opinion that's again i'm i'm saying it more from point of view where i i am in a relationship but i would enjoy that more i would i would find myself fulfilled more interesting and i would like to describe this personally you see for a man who has both of these conflicting desires it's all about mastery, right? Because being with the same person again and again, day after day, week after week, month after month, this will, of course, take a lot of the romance out of it. But just like sticking with anything for long, including, uh, let's say, a project, a business, learning a specific language, learning a new skill, the more you stay with it, the higher you acquire mastery in that level, basically, in that field. So because of this, I really believe that if you are not experiencing a long-lasting relationship with one woman as a man, basically, you feel like something is missing. At the same time, if you are with a, in a very loving relationship, everything is fine, and you're not, uh, let's just say, exploring your other options, you also feel like you're missing out. And this, by the way, is a huge deal for many men. Like, if I'm in a relationship, I'm missing out. If I'm just moving around, shopping around, having a good time, I feel something is missing, which means we ultimately have to come to terms with this issue and find a solution. So, Pujix, what would you tell men who are currently struggling with this dilemma? On the one hand, they do want to experience something lasting, something meaningful, something at a, at a higher level. Uh, on the other hand, of course, they feel like maybe they're missing out on some other options. Uh, so what is your solution in this case? Well, I guess uh, you can you can differ from person to person, but then um, we talked about it a little bit. I was sort of the, dealing with similar problem, and uh, how I f came to to peace with myself was okay. I, you know, I haven't uh, explored the prerequisite avenue, meaning the first avenue, which is better to done that way, I guess. And that being, you know, exploring different options. Uh, uh, so I was like, I'm not really done with that. And as long as I'm not, I'm not feeling, um, you know, satisfied enough that, okay, this is done. I'm, I'm done, uh, literally sleeping around, <laughs> but then, uh, like going, going around, you know, exploring different options. I feel that's like you, even if I, sleeping around. I don't like the word sleeping around. Exploring <laughs> yeah. your options. I think that seems a lot. Easier. Exploring your options. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say sleeping friendly. around. Exploring your horizons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say it's, uh, sleeping around as you know, you know, as a uh, as a phrase, but then I was like, this is actually literally true. So, uh, yeah, exploring your options. Uh, <clears throat> I, I think uh, if I don't come to the conclusion that I, like, I I still want to do that, I'm not at a point that I'm okay. This is done. Like I'm done with that. I'm fine. Even if I do go, uh, quote unquote, settle down for, for one person, I will always want to go back to that life. So I was like, you know. Oh, what? Let's just finish this 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 whole uh, game of exploring options, 
while I'm when I'm done with it because it comes a point you're like okay you know what um, not that I don't want to explore other options you always will but then at, at a point you're like okay I'm I'm done with this this is good this was good it was a good part of my life I'm done let's now try I can think about else. and this time let's try to actually yeah. commit to one relationship exactly so so that was my first but then this is for the cases that people are, uh, you know, thinking to like have this particular problem of not having explored enough. I think this will work. But in other cases, I have no experience, no clue. So I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> give any. Very well. Kenny, how about your perspective on this? Um, I think in terms of uh, trying new things, um, is if you fall in the category where if if before sticking to one, but you want way, to Kenny, try before you answer my question, please know that if you yeah. want, we can actually make sure that your girlfriend will never hear this episode. So don't worry about it. It's freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Yeah. Um, and, and she knows it too, like in terms of, in terms of um, different girlfriends that I had in the past. Um, and um, like if, if you fall in the category of trying new different things before settling on one, sure, that will satisfy your hunger um, in terms of, okay, I've like, I'm, I'm just sticking to one. And um, to me, um, even if, 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 I find, if I have a friend who was in a relationship and is in a relationship since high school, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's, it's just a matter of, you know, what are your expect, expectations? Uh, what do you want? Uh, if you see most of the times, the way I look at it, most of the times, the reason we are trying so many different things is because we see others trying different things. And, and that's the, that's that uh, influence that we're getting in our own circle. There's no, there's no other reason. If I have 10 people in my, in my circle and all of them are committed, there's no reason I would go out and, you know, like just, uh, be sleeping around and, and like literally. Um, but you, you get my point. It's, 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 it has to fall under the influence that you're getting to. Um, but at the same time, I think it's important for you to know why you're doing it. Uh, for example, if I'm just going around, you know, like trying, like if I don't have a goal, for example, even if I'm trying around and, you know, um, meeting girls from different ethnicities, that, that is my goal. I want to learn more about that that way. But if I'm just doing it for the sake of it, for the fun of it, then the moment I reach that stage, I don't know what to do. Interesting. So I will have evolution. And of course, you blame education. <laughs> it's, I, I like this one. It's pretty good, actually, overall. So but all, it's we I, all have our own excuses overall. It's pretty cool. right. In so, terms of <laughs> in terms in terms of uh, evolution, sure, it it makes a lot of sense. You know, like men have always been known to you know like try different things, and in terms of relationships, in terms of uh, you know having wives, for example, not being in a monogamous relationship, uh, all of that is true. And you know, to some extent, that like I it's it's not something that i th think about constantly but then i'm also thinking about you know like if, if we play evolution then evolution is still happening in today's world right evolution is it's going to continue happening so the generation after us would not even think about monog would not even think about a relationship where uh, it's, things can like go in either directions but for us being in a monogamous relationship is something we know for a generation after us. That's something that would be, you know, like not even part of a dictionary. You never know. Interesting. So ultimately, guys, as you know, I am a fan of having a balanced approach towards life. I think that that's really the ideal approach in acquiring happiness and success. So while I am for constantly trying new things in order to expand our uh, comfort zone, 
I also believe that mastery is important, and there are areas in life where you cannot necessarily expect to always try new things. There are times in your life, there are areas in your life where you need to commit to pursuing mastery in specific fields and areas. So I think the ideal approach will be to have this balance. Now we're out of time here. So Pujix, after all that we talked today about trying new things, novelty seeking, and so on and so forth, what is now your final thought? Um, I would say don't, uh, you know, sacrifice mastery for novelty. I mean, and notice that, uh, as you mentioned, mastery is definitely very important, and you got to stick to some things for sure. If, if you're uh, at the stage of your life that you want to uh, play the novelty card to figure out what you want to master, that's perfectly fine, but then at the end of the day, notice that it has to come sooner or later, sooner the better, obviously. Um, yeah, and then at the same time, you know, uh, 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 understand that like anything else, novelty can be used as a tool to justify a lot of things, to postpone things, to not do them, to skip a beat or, or jump between fields or whatever. So like anything else, as good as it is, it can also be very dangerous novelty I'm talking about. Um, be aware of that. Yeah. Fantastic. And Kenny, what's your final comment? <laughs> I think it's important for anyone listening to understand um, what they want. Uh, essentially, if they're trying new things, why are they trying new things? Um, if it genuinely excites you, then that's a different story. But if you're doing it, masking uh, something else uh, behind it, then that's another story. So true. Also, also uh, breadth is good to have, but depth will take you so much ahead in life. Um in terms of, and this is this is no brainer. In terms of trying different things, um, for example, uh, like we all know Tim Ferriss, and he talks about like he tried a lot of things traveling in countries. Uh, he's even he even went to a, a, a boxing competition in Brazil, I think, and he won over there. Um, yes, but, I heard about Brazilian uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, and even when he was doing it, he wasn't just you know trying one a one day thing. He committed himself. He did put in. A certain amount of time in trying different things. Um, so I think even if you're trying new things, uh, you have to be careful about not just, you know, like have that mentality where you just try new things all the time. Because at the end of the day, if you're not putting enough hours, if you're not putting enough of your energy, enough of your focus, uh, trying new, uh, trying a different thing would never be fulfilling. Um, um, the only thing, the only thing to be more fulfilled would be if you add more depth to it. Otherwise, you'll just end up being jack of all trades and master of none. So true, guys. We need the breath and we need the depth at the same time. That's going to make the, make our lives a lot more fulfilling. And, of course, it, it's the secret to success because you cannot become successful if you just want to try something and then leave it. So it's so true. And that's all the time we have for. If you're now listening to us, please do us a favor and subscribe right now. I mean, right now, go ahead and subscribe. If you're an iTunes, right this second, right a, now. Oh, right, right now. Don't even wait. Let's just close this damn podcast and go subscribe <laughs> on iTunes or Podbean. Uh, in order to be able to get uh, our alerts and the latest uh, as soon as they are made available. Thank you very much for listening. And this is Daniel Mulgan. This was Beyond the Present Podcast. Thank you very much. 